Ladies and gentlemen, All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas welcomes you to All Saints Coffee Chats. Hello. Hey. Oh no. All Saints Coffee Chats, episode three. <laughs> Get this all set up here. Nope, Firefox. Uh, are we... Mine was not showing up live. Are we live? We're live. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here <laughs> at All Saints. We are uh, working through our technical things, um, but glad you are here with us. So this morning we are joined by none other than the very, the one and only, that's yeah, the one and only Caroline Hymas. I was about to say, I hope there's not more of me. I think that's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I think cloning is illegal. Cloning is illegal. Uh, I don't know about illegal, but definitely uh, I feel like it's like not, not in line with the church. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I mean by illegal. <laughs> First discussion. Is cloning okay? It is pretty good. We will save that for a future conversation of hot topics. But now you know. So, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Carol. Um, so yeah, as for those who don't know, I'm Andrew Darling. I'm the director of Junior High Youth Ministry, and I'm joined by... I'm Chelsea Clem. <laughs> I'm the director of High School Youth Ministry and Confirmation. Um, and Caroline. Hi, I'm Caroline. I'm the director of the 5 p.m. Mass Band, um, and also a member of the core team here with the youth group. Yeah. And you're also, I, I, I ask this as if I don't know, but, because I was also there, but... You grew up in the youth group here as well, I right? did grow up okay. in the youth group. Uh, I got confirmed here. I got my first communion here. Um, I was not baptized here, but I'm getting close. <laughs> well, I mean, like, hold on. I'm getting, I didn't finish my thought. I'm getting close to getting all of my sacraments here, so that's fun. Gotcha. <laughs> so what's happening in a couple weeks, Caroline? I'm getting married, Woo! so that's exciting. If I could do more applause sounds, I would do that. So congratulations to Caroline and her future husband, Rusty. Yeah, I don't know if he's watching. He might be. If you're watching, hi, Rusty. Hey, Rusty. Shout out. <laughs> we miss you. You're great. So Caroline, what's it like to uh, to have grown up in this parish um, and then now be on staff and a part of the leadership with youth ministry? Um, I think it's a really cool experience because I get to take from personal experience. Um, this has been a awesome place to grow up in to grow up in this community me and andrew have been friends for a long time chelsea and i have been friends for a few years fast friends fast friends we were fast friends um me and chelsea have a joke that the only reason she moved here was to meet me which is true (laughs) it is true well when caroline's in the room it's always true Um, But no, it's been a a good experience. I know the ins and outs of the church, um, and especially with working with youth ministry, because um, the five o'clock mass band is specifically for um, that introduction of liturgy and how to be part of the liturgy for the teens that do um, decide to join the band. And so being able to say, hey, I was in the band when I was in high school um, with Ken Alamo, and... um, to you know, tell them of my experiences here, encourage them to go on retreats, encourage them to come with us to conferences, and even you know those of, you know, I started when I was in college, um, doing the five o'clock mass band. So even ministering to them from a ham hey, in college ministry point of view um, has been really good to 
to connect with them and to connect with the parish around me. Mm -hmm. So you went to UNT, right? I did go to UNT. Go me green. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty was trying to show me that the other day, and I was like, I, she's like, you're not doing it right. Just, there's a, there's a, we got to believe. You have to believe to do this. You have to believe. <laughs> believe in the green. So, and you were involved with the, the ministry at uh, John Paul II at UNT as well, mm -hmm, right? Yes. Uh, I was... Um, Part of the ministry at St. John Paul II in Denton, Texas. Um, I was on their Servant Leadership Council. Um, I also did um, music for Mass there. I took hold of it, I think, my sophomore year um, and started doing that, which is why when I came here, I was like, okay, I kind of know what I'm doing, I think. <laughs> um, but it was a good, it was an excellent parish to grow in, to grow in faith, to grow in fellowship. Um, I made a lot of friends. I was part of um, the Focus Fellowship of Catholic University students, um, not as a missionary, but just, you know, as a student missionary. I held Bible studies. It was it was a good time. Nice. Mm -hmm. So welcome to those of you just joining us. We're here with uh, Coffee Chat here at All Saints. Um, Andrew and myself, along joined by Caroline Hymas. Um, we're excited that you're here with us today. Um, if you have any questions, there is a question box. Uh, should be there on your screen. Um, please submit them for um, questions you might have for Caroline that you have for us, um, faith-related or not, um, and we will do our best to answer them. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> please don't make me Google things. Unless you have to, then it's fine. <laughs> so one question we always like to do, is, again, this is All Saints, as you know, um, and this is All Saints Coffee Chats. I want to ask, what is your favorite saint, or what is one of your favorite saints, mm. and why? One of my favorite scenes. Um, I don't know if one of my one of my friends might be watching, but uh, she had a really close, um, I think, connection with uh, Saint Joan of Arc, and so I started learning a lot more about Saint Joan of Arc while I was in. She was one of my roommates in college, um, and she she actually has a, a tattoo on her arm that says um, "Lift Lift High the Cross" so that I could see it <laughs> through the flames because you know Saint Joan of Arc was burned, um, but she displayed excellent character in knowing that Christ is always going to be there for her no matter what happens in the you know on the earthly world she was just excited that she got to be able to go home and you know see Jesus and know that you know she had done all she could to to serve him well um so as she's you know being burned she didn't necessarily care about the pain of you know dying but more of just let me see the cross so that as I die, I can I can continue to have this hope um, in the Lord. And I, I thought that was, you know, exciting, especially in, in times of strife or trouble. It's always just been a, you know, through the flames, let me see the cross so that I can move on, so that I can keep going. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know if I heard that quote before. That's yeah, that's pretty hardcore. It's a cool one. <laughs> <laughs> that might, I might be butchering it. Someone, you know, no, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe you. Yeah, and St. Joan of Arc was only like 14 or 15 when she mm -hmm, yeah. did all of her battle-related yeah. things. Like, it's, that's... This is intense. That's intense. She's, she's pretty cool. Yeah. What? It's like, I think when I was 14 or 15, I did not, did not have that kind <laughs> of character. I'm not ready for that. I think Paul, no, Paul wouldn't know about that. Matt would know about that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're out there, Matt, we miss you as well. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Paul lived before that. Uh, yes, <laughs> pre-Paul. <laughs> That's not a whole lot of time before Paul. <laughs> no, there wasn't a whole lot of time before Paul. 
Was it? Well, then it was probably post Paul, huh? Was Joan of Arc post Paul? Uh, yes. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. He was Abraham's youth minister. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Paul. We miss you. <laughs> Sorry, you're old. I know old. he's watching. Um, <laughs> so. So, Andrew, do you have any uh, new, I know we talk saints every week. Do you have any new favorite saints? New or favorite saints, saints? Saint of the week. Saint of the week. Ooh, that'd be cool. We should do something like that. We um, should make a, an intro for that one. I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start doing segments. We're working, we're, you know, figuring things out as we yeah. go. And, you know, if you have ideas for new segments of our coffee chat, let us know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think before I said Blessed Stanley Rother, he's still one of my favorite saints. Oh, but yeah. um, I guess he's a blessed, so technically a saint yet but he's on his way yeah. he's getting there we're um, getting there pray for that um who's one of my other favorite saints uh, saint therese of Lisieux is also one that um uh-huh. so i so i don't know if you if any of you have ever experienced this or either of y'all but she was a saint that well especially while i was in seminary just kind of like followed me for a while that mm-hmm. like kept showing up just everywhere over the course of like a single month um ever i was discerning the priesthood and i just kind of started and like my freshman year, and it's like, okay, what am I doing here? And then I, um, somebody, my spiritual director told me to read the story of the soul, and so I, I started reading that, and then it was like October, and so her, her feast day came up, and it was like, oh, that's, that's cool, that's two things, and then like just a dozen things over the course of like the next month or so. Um, I remember went to a wedding, I think it was Adam and Allie's wedding, and there's the whole story of, you know, whether when you're praying for discernment, um, or for you know clarity and discernment, you ask you can ask Saint Therese mm-hmm. to like show you a rose whether you're supposed to be, and and then I got to that wedding, um, and then there were, like all the tables had roses on, and it was just like ah no, <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what is happening? Um, <laughs> so it's she's definitely a cool saint, but I mean even just her story again, somebody who was mm-hmm. so young and just so completely trusted in the Lord, um, yeah, it's just pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of people who have, you know, told me stories about, you know, finding roses, asking for signs in particular, just like, even though, you know, there's like a thing about like, we shouldn't ask for signs, but also like the signs are necessary for us because we're humans and we are distrustful um, a lot of times. And so, you know, roses, asking for specific things for the Lord to show you, like things that only you would know, like only you and the Lord would know. Right. Um, so I know I've like heard stories of people who are like, you know, show me a, a cardinal at my window. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it works. I don't know. You try it. You let me know. Um, I'm the most unobservant person on the planet. So God has to like, like slap me across the face before I know anything. Yeah, that's the thing with a lot of those signs. Like, yeah, like show me a sign, and then I, he sends one. And I'm like, okay, show me a sign. Like, <laughs> that one doesn't count. <laughs> like, I guess it's that old story of like the tugboats, mm. and the guy's like, hey, I mean, I know it's probably like some legend, whatever, yeah, not yeah. real, but you know, the guy he's like, hey, God save me, I'm I'm drowning. And there's a tugboat, but the boat's coming to get him, and he's waiting for the next sign, and then he drowns, and he's like, where's the boat? Yeah. You know, and if you literally miss the boat, you know, we're waiting on the next sign that God's sending mm-hmm. us in our life. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that's a great one. Yeah. Great one. yeah. How about you, Chelsea? Any other favorite saints? I know you said Mary last time, so you kind of already I kind of just won, chose the best saint. It all, saint. It <laughs> one of my other favorites, um, all-time favorites, is um, Teresa of Calcutta. I still call her Mother Teresa. I'm going to choose St. Teresa of Calcutta. Um, but just her way of, of doing things and 
her perseverance and her faith like even she talks about like so many years of just living in in desolation and the darkness but she just persevered through that and like knew god was willing but she did constantly ask god to like show her his presence um but she just continued through that like she like knew she was faithful to him um and you know even i think through these times of not knowing where to live out faith shop i think i believe it was her that said you know go home and love your family mm-hmm. um and i think just to kind of even expand that like to love the people just the immediate circle of people around you yeah. um and like if you can't affect anything greater than that just like you know have the effect on you like your immediate circle of influence i guess um yeah, so I've just, I've followed her probably since I was really, I think I was in third grade. I don't know if I talked about that last time. Um, we had to pick someone who we admired or, you know, they make you do all the different reports when you're growing up and um, people were picking like presidents and different people and I was like, Mother Teresa. So I like did a whole report and I dressed up like her and shout out mom, I don't know if you're watching. <laughs> so a whole sorry. So like I had... Maybe the picture will surface one day. Um, yeah, I'm just wearing a sari as an eight-year-old. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if that's my calling in life, but um, for an eight-year-old it was. So, yeah, mama T. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, this week in particular, we're also talking about Pentecost, um, which is on Sunday, so it's, it's coming up. But uh, happy early Pentecost. Thanks for wearing red, Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna do that too, but I forgot. So I Holy Spirit, didn't man. know we were talking about Pentecost. The Holy Spirit, yeah. I that's... have a, I have a reddish mug. Yeah. Uh, Does that count? Something like that. It's maroon. It's maroon. Beige. Is it beige. It's beige. I don't know. I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good at colors. <laughs> Catherine's an Aggie, isn't she? Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Catherine, Catherine that's for Aggie. you. That's maroon, the mug, right? Aggie. Probably red. Yeah, for you guys. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but, um, As we talk about coffee, really quick. Catherine's question was, um, what was your coffee of the day, yeah. Caroline? Um, this is a, a Mar- Mardi Gras flavored coffee. I don't know how you could make coffee Mardi Gras It's King flavored. Cake. The King Cake King flavored, cake flavored. Um, community coffee. <laughs> and um, I am also drinking that as well. It's pretty good. It is good. Mm-hmm. I'm converting uh, the Texans to uh, community coffee. It is good. Eh. <laughs> But yeah, back to Pentecost. Sorry. Yes, no, that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Catherine. So, um, Pentecost, it's one of the the more familiar terms, but it's one of the uh, I think cooler feasts in the, the liturgical calendar. Um, what, so, just for those who are unaware for whatever reason, uh, what, what do y'all know about Pentecost? Um... Like, it's the, <laughs> sorry, so the, the apostles were hiding yeah. in the upper room after Jesus had ascended, um, and then, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the apostles are hiding in the upper room, um, and they're basically, I don't, they're in hiding, um, because they really just don't know what to do, because they, they want to go live out their faith, but they're also being persecuted, um, and so the Lord gives them the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit comes upon them like like tongues of fire is what it says right I think yeah. probably um, 
but it, it basically gives them the ability to go out and speak different languages to different people to proclaim 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 um the gospel to to those that are around them um but it's a it's a excellent experience um not that i've experienced it but like they it's very closely related to the sacrament of confirmation um because when you're confirmed you are are told to go out and to go you know proclaim the gospel like you are now um you know that that heir to the kingdom of heaven you have that power that you know those in the in the upper room the apostles had um and now it's it's your turn yeah. to go out dang that was that was great that took care of you're welcome. Whatever else I was you wanted say. me. You wanted me to tell you what I knew about Pentecost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's. Yeah. Either of y'all have like a specific memory of like confirmation or things about Pentecost that stick out to you, or I know for me, um, the the thing that like I always appreciated about Pentecost was I, I was learning Spanish um, in high school and then also in seminary, and like I went to Guatemala and for a whole summer and I was learning Spanish and. I was still just really bad, and I realized like what a big deal it was to be able to communicate with somebody, you know, in a different language in a time, mm -hmm. you know. And that's what happened. Said that was part of what happened at Pentecost was all the apostles were speaking, and everybody heard them in their own native tongue, and they're preaching about Jesus. Um, and so it's that was always a moment for me, like realizing just what a big deal mm -hmm. that was. Um, I think I just think that's one of the coolest parts of it. Like there's incredible things that God's like, yeah, you can do these things now. Mm -hmm. And I want you to. Yeah. Do you do you have any any thoughts about Pentecost, Chelsea? Why it's meaningful to you, perhaps? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were we were talking with our young people last night, um, just talking about the Pentecost being a, a festival and the first fruits of the men who um, journeyed fifty days after Passover, and they would offer their first fruits of their bread, and I'm kind of paraphrasing this right now, um, probably missing some points. So um, you can correct me later. Um, but we were talking about like offering up our first fruits um, to the Lord and like, do we just give him our leftovers? You know, and kind of in these uncertain times of, of quarantine um, and unsure of like how to go out after that, like, are we just kind of waiting until the end of the day and like giving him whatever we have left over or are we like giving our best to the Lord um, and that's something that's kind of just has stayed with me as I continue to reflect on this upcoming season like or I guess this upcoming celebration I should say of, of Pentecost of um, how are we allowing how am I allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of work through my life of giving him the best instead of like what's left um, one of our viewers um, who's great at asking questions, challenging questions, uh, Catherine. Um, just talking about, like, how does how does the apostles um, in the upper room, like, remind you of quarantine? And, like, how do we go forth from being stuck inside? Um, and I think it's very similar. Mm -hmm. Like, us being uncertain here um, during, I guess not physically here, but, like, in, you know, May of 2020, where it's like, okay, what do we do? And people are asking all these questions of like, what does teaching look like next year? And what does school look like? And what does summer look like? And what does youth ministry look like? You know, 
and everybody's just trying to take those little steps forward, kind of like the apostles were. I mean, kind of how do you think? Mm-hmm. I think that in in the way that we've been trying to communicate with each other, I mean, this is a this is an online platform. We're starting to use you know the online tools that we've been given that you know you never really think to use. Like the only time you would ever like Skype call a friend is if they lived you know far away. I mean, we have FaceTime now on our phones and things like that. Um, but the the ability that we're still able to, well, especially now, we're able to proclaim the gospel on a more global, you know, network. And granted, we are missing like the 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 connection that we have as people. You know, being able to talk face to face and being able to connect with people that way. But I mean, so much of our world now is is consumed by screens that the more we can put the gospel on screens, the more we can go out and make things um, that even subtly, you know, proclaim the good news um, can make a giant difference. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's what you said, we're sitting here, you could be anywhere else in the world in your pajamas and be here with us in a certain way, whereas, you know, that, that's a pretty unique, that's a pretty unique situation. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I, I think we were talking about that last night with the, the high schoolers as well, like, um, in the gospel, when the disciples are waiting for Jesus, or when Jesus arrives to the disciples after the resurrection, as well as when the Holy Spirit arrives to the apostles after the ascension, the the, the apostles are like hiding. They're all, they're both times they're like locked in the upper room, um, just like waiting. Um, and both times, like God shows up, and I think that's pretty pretty cool. Like no matter how long it takes, whether it's fifty days or it's you know three months or so. Um, like, God's, God's going to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, I mean, we've been, I think, as we were talking about, you know, the saints that we admire, they all had, like, this underlying hope. And I think that's something that's also going to drive the church farther while we're in quarantine, is that if you are a Christian, you have hope that there is something better coming, that right. there is always, the Lord will always show up. Right. Um, and, I mean, even as even if we did decide to stay locked up and to not, you know, take advantage of the resources that we have, you know, the amount of time that people spend in meditation and prayer, or even just not doing anything and the Lord just showing up anyways, mm-hmm. um, is, is something that can always happen. Yeah. I always love that story of uh, somebody, I forget who brought, mentioned it to me this way, but when Peter first meets Jesus, Jesus just kind of like gets in his boat and starts preaching. It's just kind of like, okay, hello, who are you? Like, <laughs> I guess you can be here. <laughs> he just kind of shows up, and you're never in a way that's oppressive or it's never, you know, un ungentlemanly. But also like, he'll, he'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, other questions coming through from the from the folks, or just Catherine, or just Catherine. You're great, Catherine. Thank you. We love you. <laughs> Catherine, there could possibly be a, uh, a dessert in the future made for you um, in your greatness of submitting questions. There is a possibility of that. Oh. That was yeah, a question. I get a dessert. Um, <laughs> I guess I do. I don't know about this weekend, but it's <coughs> um, Yeah, so if you're just joining us, um, we are here. Coffee chat. Um, I'm Chelsea. Andrew, joined by Caroline, um, just chatting about some um, various things going on at the upcoming um, Sunday of Pentecost um, as we round out the Easter season um, and move into ordinary time. Maybe our lives will come become a little more 
ordinary ordinary <laughs> during this ordinary <laughs> time. Um, yeah. So if you have questions for us, um, for any of us in particular, or um, the ministry, or um, the like, feel free to put them in the uh, question box. Um, or if it's not there for you, I'm in the comments. We will see what we can do. Um, yeah. Or if you have um, topics you would like for us to discuss on future episodes of Coffee Chat. Um, or fun segments that or Andrew could come up with. Oh, yeah. Um, so that we can make more cool intros. We're, we're, yes. <laughs> Just so that Andrew can make more new intros. That's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't see the intro, go back and watch it after this is done. It's great. I think. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I, 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 tried. I think it's fabulous. <laughs> so, Caroline, during these uncertain times, and you say you're getting married um, in what, three weeks now? Yeah. Um, how would you say that you've been um, like leaning on your faith and just carrying through this like crazy time of? Um, I think really thinking about marriage in general. Uh, I'm thinking a lot about like the way that I've planned my wedding and the readings that I've chosen. And uh, the priest who will be doing my wedding is was the um, uh, priest at Saint J Saint John Paul II in Denton. Um, where I went to college. That's where I met my fiance. Um, but he was very adamant that we choose our readings in a specific way instead of just like go through this book and see what you like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sat down with us and was really just like, what do you want to tell people when you are getting married? Um, and so, you know, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, why aren't you postponing your wedding for a later time? Like, why aren't you doing this? Um, and a lot of it is because. Um, well, he's a PhD student, I'm a teacher. Um, we can find time, but it's just more difficult to do it that way um, and not be able to like spend time and like being like, okay, we're married instead of just, we're married, go back to work. <laughs> um, but the, the idea that marriage is a, is a good thing, it's a sacrament. Um, and the, a lot of the way that the world portrays marriage is it can wait, hold it off, just, you know, keep dating, do whatever, you know, we don't need marriage. We don't need to be married. Let's just continue to live our lives um, in that way. But I think that's not something that the culture doesn't necessarily get correct, is that you can stay with someone and not get married and do that for your entire life. Um, when the sacrament is something that, that joins two people together and is something um, like Pentecost, where, you know, the Holy Spirit is calling you to as one person to go out and proclaim the gospel, um, to go out and, and show the world that God's creation is good, that, um, you know, being, being part of that team together has been, um, really interesting to watch. We both have very different temperaments. <laughs> Rusty is not necessarily as outspoken as me. Um, and, you know, watching him try to like, proclaim the gospel has been really fun for me to watch because he, you know, he takes a lot of time to think about what he's going to say. And I've learned a lot from that because I'm like, you know, when I give talks to the teens or do things like that, I generally just kind of wait and I'm like, God will tell me what to say. <laughs> um, and I talk faster than my brain can think. Um, and so having that complimentary person with me has been exciting because I get to learn, hold on stop and think about your thoughts before they come out of your mouth. Um, but I, I didn't want to wait to get married because 
it I want to receive that sacrament like I, I want to be able to go and like with this person and say hey we as two people are going to go out and do all of these things um, not necessarily just as a message to the world but all the readings that we've chosen have been very much like you are called to do this um, and so you know as I prayed about postponing my wedding the only thing that I can really think about is that like God is calling me to do this this has been something that God has said we're gonna do this um, and you know everything else can wait the party can wait um, you know the cake and all that stuff it's not necessarily as as important as the sacrament and you know a lot of people have said well why don't you just you know go get married at you know justice of the peace go you know do something else somewhere else and I'm like the church is is our home yeah the church is where I want to be I, I mean I got when he proposed he did it in front of the altar in the sanctuary <laughs> because he knows that that is an important place for me that this is where I've grown in faith and this is just another step in my faith that I get to go on you know as a journey with another person um and I think that's that's really exciting yeah that's incredible I mean I think you know especially my time in seminary I learned how you know the priesthood's vocation not just you know that you're being called but you're being called for others mm-hmm. um, but I think it's it's really incredible to hear it said just the way you said it that like marriage is the same way it's a it's not just for you two and your family it's it's for the whole it's for the whole church it's mm-hmm. um, something that you're being called to do which and i like that you connected to pentecost thanks for doing that you're <laughs> <welcome>. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really an incredible way to look at it um, yeah and our, our priest made that you know very clear when he was having us choose our readings that all of it needs to tell a story that you want other people to hear mm-hmm. And I feel like my my life has really been tied to ministry and that, you know, Christ called me into the church and that I took it. And, you know, I always tell our, our teens this all the time when I give talks. It's like, you know, you watch a good TV show and you want to tell everyone about this TV show that you watched. Um, but when you experience, you know, the love of Christ, you want to go out and tell others of the love of Christ that you've experienced, which is, you know, the main reason why I've, you know, stayed in ministry, wanted to come back here and work with our teens, wanted to go um, do the five o'clock mass music, because that gives me the opportunity to go out and proclaim the gospel, mm-hmm. like I'm called to do. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. There... I think that's beautiful, Caroline. Um, in kind of the wisdom of the priest, um, like what's the story that you want other people to hear? And I think that's a great, almost great wisdom for all of our lives of like how the way that we're living, what's the story that we want other people to hear? Um, Because we may be someone's first encounter with Christ Um, and hopefully not their only, but if it is like what, um, what story are they hearing of the gospel that we're sharing Mm -hmm. and the life that we're living? Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we've got some uh, music-related questions. Um, <laughs> kind of similar. Um, I guess, who are your favorite musicians, artists? My favorite I guess musicians. To start. <laughs> oh, no, that's a lot. Um, or do you have one lately that's kind of been, like, your go-to? Well, actually... Uh, this reminded me because I was listening to this song in the car, not the way that you sang it, but Andrew oh. posted a Facebook video of him singing a song by, uh, 
I think his name is is his name pronounced Renzima? Oh, I Chris Renzima, Renzema. I can't remember how the man is supposed to pronounce his name, but either way, um, I feel like growing up, I always listened to a lot of like you know Matt Marr and Chris Tomlin, and you know they their music is inspiring. But at the same time, when I listen to Chris Renzema's music, a lot of it is more introspective. Um, and I really like that because it's less, you know, happy-go-lucky and more like, I am at fault here because I can love the Lord more and I can try to do that. And part of it is that, you know, I've always in my faith journey felt like, I'm sorry, God, like I could do more, but I, I, I failed practically. And, you know, God always comes back to me and says, you're doing what I've asked you to do. Um, and that might just be because I have a very, you know, hard, you know, outlook on myself and that I feel like I need to do everything well. And when I don't, it's like, oh, no, I've messed up. Um, but I was listening to How to Be Yours um, in the mm-hmm. car. And it's basically this, like, journey of, like, going back and forth of, like, I, I don't know how to be yours, God. Like, teach me how to do that. Um, even though, like, you know, through through all of it, we do the best that we can, but we still want that deeper encounter with God or we want to reach that deeper you know connection with others to spread the gospel and but at the same time we have to continue to work on our relationship with God and you know the the idea of of a conversion is not a one-time thing it is a multiple time Mm -hmm. thing um and so you know eventually I always find myself you know a couple months later going I'm sorry God teach me how to be yours again because I've, I've fallen off the tracks a little bit. And then I get picked up, put on my little train, and I go. <laughs> and then I fall off again. <laughs> and that's how we go through life. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's awesome. I, yeah, I, I love that song in particular, but there's, there's so many of his. That oh, are... yeah, there are a lot of songs of his that are, that are very much like that. And I think I appreciated that, um, that side of music a lot more because it, a lot of you know, praise and worship songs are, are a lot happier than we think they are. They're prayerful, but it's not necessarily like taking a look at yourself. Yeah, having that side um, as well. Mm-hmm. So we have a question from a viewer, and that may have that may answer this question. Okay. If you I'm have ready. another another song that maybe your go-to, um, what is your go-to worship song when you're going through a hard time that helps you the most? There's so many. <laughs> I feel like I have to like pull up my Spotify playlist and be like, eh. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I think I always like fall back to like basics in like you know the songs that I listened to when I was like in high school mm-hmm. um just you know I always think of those songs like really basic now because they're old old um yeah, but thinking of uh, um I'm gonna butcher this because all I'm thinking is how he loves Paul <laughs> <laughs> sorry Paul um <laughs> But the, the song How He Loves yeah. Us yeah. Um, is a good one just because I, I feel like I often forget that, you know, God is with me always. And so just, you know, that those basic words of how he loves us and mm-hmm. how God's love is, is like that of a hurricane and that, you know, you are going to be flooded by God's love when you need it. Um, and I think that's just an awesome song for the for the uh, how he loves Paul story. That's a good one. I'm a little bit over that one. Have you not heard that <laughs> story? <laughs> I think it was um, a single time, or was it? A- I don't remember. We were. I don't remember if we were at a at a conference or at Steubenville yeah. or you know somewhere. 
Um, but we were we were reflecting on this song, and I think Paul had mentioned that like you know sometimes he thinks of it as like how at least like how God loves me, and yeah. you know you put your name we're, we're thinking there, about yeah. that like you really have to you know put yourself in there and be like you know God loves me like yeah. how how Christ loves me. And so the next time we were all together, we decided to make a joke out of it. And so we all started singing How He Loves Paul. <laughs> because Paul was specifically talking about himself. Um, Paul, I think you're loved. We do love you. I'm and sorry. <laughs> I forgot the that. that is I'm sorry if I've ruined that song for anyone else. Andrew, do you have a go-to song when you're going through a hard time? Go-to song when you're going through a hard time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, How to be yours has been one of mine recently, which is sort of why I did that the other video. Um, now I'm thinking about how he loves Paul again. Too, so. <laughs> um, Plus your Spotify playlist. Just yeah. No, <laughs> um, there's. I know there's one more. Um, there is a song called. Um, Flesh and Bone by Matt Marr, um, mm -hmm. and it's sort of a weird size. It's a very, it's more of an artistic kind of song. It's a really good musical song, but also just like the um, the idea is um, like we're we're more than just flesh and bone, um, and you know God calls us to be part of His kingdom. Um, and I, I'm I'm forgetting so much right now, but that's one that I go back to a lot. Um, definitely one to to look up. Um, Matt Marr, Flesh and Bone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll have to look that one up. Yeah. What about you, Chelsea? I think my latest, I would say, is, uh, well, I guess to say first, oftentimes I feel like music chooses me. Like songs mm -hmm. will just kind of show up um, and they just will become this, like, they'll either just always play on my phone or, like, be on... Christian radio or you know different things like that and it's various times and there's a couple of songs I can think of over the years um, like um, there was a, a phase I guess high school college um, and when casting crowds were kind of really big um, the song who am I um, mm. kind of just became like a staple for like a period and I guess I learned whatever I needed to you know know from that um, the song let it be really became a a state, you know, mm -hmm. a set kind of piece um, over several, you know, several months during one period of life. Um, and then now I'm finding the song, um, I think it's Trust in You by Lauren Daigle, um, has really just been showing up lately. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a kind of a beautiful um, song of, and I'm going to butcher it here, but the beginning talking, the just saying like, the Lord knows what tomorrow holds. Um, and like, we have no idea, but he already knows and it's going to be okay and you know he has everything planned out for us mm -hmm. um but that we have to fully place that trust in him um so i would definitely say like that one's really been a a go-to for me lately um i think i always fall back to like let it be with the blessed mother um just the beatles yeah, yeah. and the beatles yeah. Just, um <laughs> but uh it's like the legend one of the legends of music and like you know one of the great ones of the church, you know. Um, but yeah, the Blessed Mother, um, kind of there again, constantly showing up in my life. Um, yeah. I think another song that I was thinking of from a from a more choral music perspective is uh, Morton Lauritsen's Omagnum. 
Such a Sorry. good song. I was listening to that actually on the way. I love <laughs> it. Um, if you've never heard, I, mean, I don't know if a lot of people listen to like choral music. I'm a put choral person. Just yeah. put it somewhere. Um, but the O Magnum Mysterium by Morton Lauridson is so beautiful. You get like a very clear, you know, warm glow of just our Blessed Mother, which is a, you know, a fantastic depiction of just like the love of Christ um is good and that's a song that's followed me around through like liturgical music um mm -hmm. is that song but it's it's a really beautiful one if yeah. you haven't heard it yeah, those are the arrangements but his is just that one's just i just best. love his there's yeah. so many other arrangements i mean uh all the names of people that did is there a if you have any worship songs one? that you turn to in difficult times feel free <laughs> <laughs> feel free to share those in the comments um we like good music and share those with our viewers also. More questions coming through? Yes. All right. Um, we have a question from um, Lisa asking, um, and this might be kind of a pointed one to Caroline, um, and we don't have Paul, um, our one married staff member with us today to um, completely answer this question, but we will do our best um, and we can discuss more um, next week if it doesn't we don't fully answer it um any ideas on how to make special moments with your spouse or fiance um when you um as married people are together more now 24 7 or um i know you guys are probably well not married yet are probably able to spend more time together yeah um, um during daytime hours yeah you know, uh, a lot of times i mean especially because as a teacher and student yeah um just like I think a really big thing that a lot of people miss is just put your phones away. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I I know that that's a, a big deal for me is that I always feel like I have my phone in my hand and you know, sometimes I'll have a conversation and it's just like automatically like, whoop. Um, but I think just, you know, take some time to put your phones away, turn your devices off, don't watch TV, just, you know, be with each other. Um, talk about things that you don't normally talk about. I think that that's something that a lot of people miss out on is that, you eventually spend so much time with this person that you know you both are just idly doing your own things together so like i know like there's times we've been together where you know he's studying on his computer i'm watching tv i'm also on my computer like it's <laughs> we're together but not interacting mm -hmm. um and you know there have been a lot of times where we're just like we haven't talked um in a while and so just like sitting down and you know talking about you know spiritual lives is something that I think a lot of people miss or talking about, you know, ideas about things in the world, um, broadening your horizons from just how was your day? <laughs> yeah. Or even something that a lot of people miss is just sharing your feelings and emotions with each other. Um, I feel like that's something that has been missing a lot. And I've, I made that very adamant. I think when, when we started dating is just like, we need to share our feelings with each other at all times and be honest because I'm, I'm a person that loves to bury things deep down and just like ignore them um so you know I like to pretend that I'm okay but eventually like I have that person who's just like you know you're not okay and it's okay to be not okay you need to sit down and you need to talk about that and that's my job is to just be here to let that out yeah. um and I think that that's in a, a really important thing that a lot of spouses miss is that you don't always talk about the hard things together and you don't always share each other's feelings because when a person's had a bad day you know coming home sitting down and not being able to express that 
it ends up becoming something that that eats you up inside um and i think that's something that's just incredibly important for for relationships no matter if you're you know dating married preparing for marriage um and i mean even relationships with your friends just like asking them you know is it okay if i if i let this out to you <laughs> you don't want to go overboard with somebody you just met and just like, yeah don't do that <laughs> yeah, with somebody just met you today let me tell you about all these bad things right. this is the but, person that you're, you're sharing yeah, your I mean, life with, mm -hmm. right with so. exactly so it, it has to be a person that you can trust with with that emotional baggage yeah. that's something that's going to it's going to come into play and if you if you do it wrong it might be something that can you know be a detriment to your relationship yeah mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah, one, one of the thing I've heard from, I think I heard a priest say it at a, at a wedding once, was just like, it's a simple thing, like, say I love you every day. Um, and that, again, can kind of go for, you know, your, your family or any other kind of relationship like that. Like, again, my credibility here is way, way lower than yours. <laughs> so I'm citing somebody else. Um, but, but that's something else that I've, I've heard that I, I've seen mm -hmm. work. Yeah. I'm getting some uh, feedback from, you know, outside um, the church from our... Uh, married director of youth young adult and family oh, life um good. but also um and then also from things that i've seen of um friends that are married who've kind of had the same um reflection on during this quarantine time um i'm just being very intentional um trying to put um maybe if you're able um putting the kids to bed just a little bit earlier if you can um or just when you finally get them down like have wait and have dinner when they go to sleep and it just be the two of you. Um, you know, if you've been eating on, you know, paper plates, which no shame in that, I do it. Um, you know, bring out the, the good china. If you have your everyday stuff, bring out the better stuff. Um, you know, light a candle, just be very intentional. You know, put your phones away, like Caroline said, um, and maybe it's spending time together or just watching the TV show that, you know, you really have been waiting to watch and watch that together or watch a movie together when you've been, you know, watching Mickey Mouse or, uh, you know, whatever the latest kids show is um, all day long and your, you know, Doc McStuffins that that's in your head all day. Um, watch something good. Um, and enjoy that time together, but be very, very intentional. Um, or if hopefully it's not too humid outside and you can set up on the patio um, and almost pretend like you're out on a date. Um, but again, do something that, that's meaningful for you and kind of recreate that. Um, maybe if there's a moment you can let the kids go to bed and have someone come and sit at your house and you can sneak away for a little bit um, to have coffee or, you know, what dinner or whatever it may be. Um, hopefully those moments for you. Um, but yeah, be very intentional in that spending that extra time um, and processing, I would think, you know, of this time together, um, friends, and I'm sure it's even more important with significant others um, and your spouse to see how they're going through this and what they need. Um, everyone's needs are changing um, with every day because no one's gone through this before. Um, we have some feedback from um, Rosemary. Thanks for continuing to join us each week. We are grateful for your presence. Um, Rosemary says, don't just say I love you, make sure you show them in small ways. Absolutely, because mm -hmm. everyone's love language is different. Um, so while they, the I love you tells them, um, but showing them that as well. So thanks Rosemary for that. Yeah, knowing each other's love languages is, is important. I mean, for all relationships, um, because you know, I 
I mean, when people like give me gifts, I'm just like, okay, thanks. But you know, when when I'm not a I'm not a gift receiver. I'm also a really bad gift giver, so I'm sorry if you've ever received a <laughs> gift from me. Uh, but I like I know my love language is just acts of service. So I mean, even just a you know, hey, I'm gonna wash your dishes for you um, because we're you know we're not married. So anytime that he's over at my apartment, it's just like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna wash your dishes. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm t- I'm normally a person who's just like, you don't have to do that. Oh no, I will. Don't worry about it. Um, it's just like a kind gesture for me that you know is like. Hey, I love you, so I'm gonna do this for you. Um, it's just nice, and I mean, even you know, knowing your friends' love languages is something that's important. Yeah. Because you know, I have friends who need a lot of words of affirmation. That's not a bad thing, but I mean, just you know, sending them a simple text is just like, hey, you're great. Like you're awesome. You're doing a good job um, in the quarantine life, and I think that's important to let people know that like, you're you're okay. <laughs> Hey, Emily Welch, glad you're with us. If Hopefully you're still on here. If you're not, I'm sorry, I didn't say hello earlier. Um, I miss seeing you at school. Hopefully I will see you sometime soon. Um, Eva, thank you for your questions as well. Um, Lisa, thank you for joining us. Hopefully that answered your question some um, and we can come back around to that next week um, as well. Um, Eva, come as you are. By Crowder is an awesome song. I like it. It's an awesome that song. That's a good one. We are starting to come down the home stretch here. Um, if you have any more questions for us, don't hesitate to ask, and we will um, do our best to answer them. We're grateful for all of you that have asked questions thus far. Andrew, I have a question for you. Okay. Can you talk about how awesome and important teen participation in the church is? Can I talk about how mm-hmm. awesome and important? Incredible. Is it incredible? Was, was it awesome mm-hmm. and incredible? Awesome and important. Awesome okay. and important. Sorry. You I, said, okay. I, know, I said incredible because that was an sure incredible get, question. The adjective's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. it can be incredible if you're participating right. in the yeah. church. That's a good, it's a good yes. other adjective also. This is true. So I'm just making sure I was answering the question. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... This is something that, that Paul says a lot that I think is a good way to start to, to answer that, that. People always say that the youth are the, the future of the church. Um, there's something to that, but it's also super misleading if that's all you, if that's all you consider the youth to be, because the youth are the present of the church. There's, there's no difference between, um, there's no more importance in somebody who's a, an adult who has found their vocation you know, than someone who is young and still figuring out what that is. Um, and so there's, I mean, there's so many ways that you, know, you could say participation. You know, there's, there's plenty of practical things, you know, service, in, in getting involved with the music ministry, do that, ask Caroline about it. Yeah, send um, me an email, call me. Please if do. If you need my information, uh, Chelsea can put it in the, in the comments somewhere. Yeah, we'll, we'll, some, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, and there's plenty of things like that that are, that are really important, but I think even further than that, just the, the realization, I think, I hope that the teens and young people know and, and children and, and people of all ages know just how important their faith is. Um, this was something that I talked about with the high schoolers a week or two ago. Of like, we feel like we you know, we read about Pentecost, say, and we hear there's, there's these amazing things going on. You know, they're speaking in different languages and they're doing miracles and all this. And we're like, wow, that's cool. Those guys were awesome. It's like, yes, they were. But the same spirit that was that was guiding them, that was descended upon them at Pentecost, is with you in your baptism and your confirmation, and like. 
you are no less important and you your scenario your situation is no less um, capable of greatness than any of theirs um, right now you don't have to wait to be an adult to do great things um, and some things you have to wait for I mean, you have you know you, you won't find your vocation for a certain amount of time maybe or you know you won't be able to do your you'll be in school for a certain amount of time but that doesn't mean that you can't be um, you're unimportant to the church it means you're you're very important to the church, and you are the church. Um, so, and, and whatever ministries you can join, also just to throw this out, like the youth ministry here uh, and others, things like of that sort, um, help you grow in that. And I think that that's really important as well. I think that if it weren't for All Saints' youth ministry, I don't think I would have been as strong in my faith as I I could have been. Um, that youth ministry was something that is super important to me, especially when you know teenage life gets messy, <laughs> and you know you've got a lot of things coming at you. But to be able to come into a, a group where you can, you know, express those feelings and get some spiritual guidance was always something that was really important to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain that, you know, Paul would sit me down and just be like, hey, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, now looking back on it, I'm like, wow, it's really overdramatic as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but to have that outlet, to have that that support system with you, especially, you know, my, my family's not entirely practicing Catholic and so you know to get those resources from a different place was something that was important to me when I couldn't necessarily talk about my faith as in-depth as I could have at home yeah yeah let's see how we do on time here Caroline do you have any do you have any final questions before we no I think we're I think we're getting there okay Caroline do you have any final words of advice or thoughts before we uh, start to close out sorry it's kind of a it's very broad, broad question. question. <laughs> Just kind of throw at you. Um, words of advice. I yeah. feel like I'm like not think wise for a enough. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like second. not wise enough to give words of advice. I think question. it's awesome. It's and of course, you know, coming from the youth ministry uh, offices uh, here at All Saints, are going to encourage young people to get involved. Um, but our programs um, do serve um, sixth through twelfth grade um, with our our middle school, our high school programs um, that we will continue throughout the summer. Um, if you're interested or know young people that are interested in getting involved, um, please reach out to us. Um, we will uh, make sure our contact information is on this post. Um, Bible studies, large group, um, of course, all everything's having to be virtual at this time. Um, but as we're um, expanding our offerings and kind, kind of able to move past um, or I guess beyond um, our current quarantine-ish state, um, we'll be offering additional things. Um, we'd love to have you all join us. Um, and then we have offerings for um, college students and young adults, um, and then working as our family ministry um, continues to blossom. Um, so stay tuned for all of those things. Um, we also have um, VBS that will be held virtually this summer. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about that, go visit our <laughs> website allsaintsdallas.org scroll down a little bit um, and there's some information there on the um, church um, website and then I believe it is also on the All Saints Facebook page is that correct? Mm-hmm. Awesome so um, go check out that today um, I believe the uh, we're asking folks to register so we know how many families to prepare for um, and I believe that registration is closing tomorrow yes. does that sound right? Um, so Andrew's telling is affirming that um uh, so please go find that information today um, and reach out to us if we can be of assistance to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no matter what age or state in life you are, whether you're old or young or married or single or in school or work or anywhere in between, there, there's a ministry for you here at All Saints. 
Um, and honestly, we're going to speak for the youth yeah. ministry because that's what we do. But um, there, this is as weird as things are right now. I hope that you know that you have a place here and that this is your home. Um, and so, anyway, thank you, Caroline, so much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, any final words? Uh, to say hold on, I have to like jumble up. I I think I got something, but I had to like jumble up the entirety of the conversation. But I think, um, you know, finding a community is important, <laughs> and making sure that you have that community is good. Um, talk to the young people in your life and you know as Chelsea said like you might not be the person that's going to 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 do the, all the converting but you know talk to those young people and let them know that there's hope in the world mm -hmm. that there are people who who care about them that you know God is going to look out for them and nudge them in the right direction um, because you can you can honestly change lives with with a phone call yeah. um, you know a phone call a text message anything um, reaching out to them and just inviting them to mass inviting them to you know a youth ministry event um but even just you know the rest of the community around you being that person who's going to show them what a christian looks like what a christian does how they live how they communicate with other people um and i mean i i work in a school i'm a teacher and so i always have to remember you know my coworkers. i need to treat them with love my students i have to treat with them with love and you know anyone that i meet um, at the grocery store or, you know, walking through the mall, giving a person a smile and letting them know that there's a kind person there is you being the hands and feet of Christ, mm -hmm. being, you know, God who is there, who's given you this task um, to just go be a good person, really, to be kind to others when, especially at times like this, I feel like there's a lot of negativity um, around and being able to spread, to spread that light and spread that joy is so important. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And thanks again for, for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. For our, being our special guest. Um, <laughs> I'm I think, special. I think a week or two ago you'd ask, like, who's your special guest today? And I'm like, well, <laughs> surprise, it's, it's you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for yeah, of course. joining us. Um, also look for our um, upcoming new program of Summer of All Saints. Um, more information coming about that soon, um, but know that it is, um, will be released with additional details yes. soon. And we're gonna need your help for it. So. Yes, we will need your help. So know you are worthy, you are loved. Um, there is a place for you here at All Saints. Um, and reach out if we can be um, of service to you in any way. Yep, right, you wanna close this in a prayer? Okay, let's close in a prayer. That's always how my question goes. Let's close in a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God our Father, we thank you for this chance for us to be together. We thank you for all the blessings that you give us, those that we see and those that we don't. Uh, we ask that you help us to be your hands and feet in the world. Um, help us to trust that you are with us, trust that you strengthen us and guide us, and trust that you are always working for our good, no matter how things look. Um, continue to bless us, bless those around us, especially those who are hurting in all, any sort of way right now. Um, we end together by praying the prayer that your son taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Amen. All saints. Pray for us. Thanks for joining us. Come back next week um, for our 
um, episode, f- I guess, what, four? Four. Wow. wow. You made it this far? Episode four. <laughs> um, <laughs> check our publicity for it. our special guest um, next week. Um, if you have suggestions on guests or topics, um, we would love for you to submit those. And have a great week. We are praying for you, and we ask for you to continue to pray for us. See you soon. Bye.